The cannabis industry is growing almost as fast as the cannabis and hemp being planted and harvested. Where, when, and how fast will the cannabis and hemp industries continue to climb? Who will be the people leading the charge into that promised land of profit? Let's pursue those answers and more with the Plant Profits, powered by Protus Global. Hey man, I'm. I'm. It's gonna be great uh, having this chat. We get to talk a little bit about your past and how you got to where yeah. you are. It'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, great. Okay. Uh, great to be here. All right, Derek. Thanks. <clears throat> hey, thank you all for joining us here on Plant Profits. I am your host, Vern Davis. Uh, my guest today operates a leading real estate development firm for emerging and highly regulated industries, including legalized cannabis. I want you all to welcome uh, to Plant Profits today, Mr. Barrick Blackwell. He is the Chief Operating Officer of Zoned Properties. Barrick, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, on Plant Profits, we haven't had a lot of shows about your subject matter expertise, sure. but I'm looking forward to to that today. And 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 quite frankly, you know, uh, some of the things you've done your whole life, I know a lot about. Uh, so okay. we'll we'll get into that too, and that'll be interesting uh, uh, to talk about and discuss a little bit. But Barrick, so where did it all begin for you? Uh, where did you get your start? Where'd you grow up? Yes, yeah, so born and raised uh, in Arizona. And uh, I was born in the Mesa area and moved to Phoenix when I was relatively young and, um, <laughs> and have, yeah, I've been uh, living here, grew up, grew up in the area. And then I, I moved to Colorado for four years for school, went to a small school in Durango, Colorado to play soccer. Durango, uh, Colorado. Fort Lewis College. Yeah. yeah it was a yeah. small town, 4,000 students. I think only like 20,000 people in this, the town and uh, yeah, snowboarding, uh, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff going on there. And then, and then, yeah, moved back to Arizona um, to start my kind of professional career. And, yeah. and uh, yeah, that's kind of how I, how, how did you on. find Durango? I first heard of Durango, Colorado back in 1989, um, a mentor of mine uh, left corporate America to go and become a real estate agent there. Okay. Yeah, Don Reisdorf, I'll never forget that. <laughs> and and so 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 you found this school and why? Why there? I mean, yeah. You're you're in Arizona, there's you have to fly over a few schools to get to that one. Um Yeah, seriously. Yeah, and I yeah. you know what? I uh I'm I'm a little bit baffled myself. So I, okay. I played soccer Okay. Uh, soccer and baseball was kind of okay. just going back and forth between those two and finally decided kind of middle of high school that I was going to go all in on, on soccer. So, okay. um, I, I played center back. I'm, I'm relatively tall. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was getting recruited by a few different schools. Um, you know, my goal was to go D one, yeah. wanted to stay on the West coast, um, you know, somewhere, and uh and so the Fort Lewis College guys bumped into me at a tournament. They Very were like, cool. Have you ever heard of us? I said no. <laughs> <laughs> they knew and, they had heard of Durango. Question. I said no. <laughs> no. <laughs> and uh and so, anyways, uh, when I got home, I started to to look up the school and the program and 
Um, mm -hmm. Turns out that they're, they're a powerhouse. So D2, um, but yeah. they had won a couple national championships before I, I, uh, I had arrived. Um, a lot of recognition on the, on the kind of the national scale. A lot of guys who went on and played pro afterwards. So okay. my whole plan was actually to go there and play for two years uh -huh. and then bounce up to D1. Yeah. Uh, but I just fell in love with it. Um, we won a national championship my sophomore year. You're a champion. And that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's so it good. was kind of hard after that, you know, building that kind of camaraderie with a team like that and a program. Right. And there was a path to, to kind of just be the leader on that team for the last two years of my career. And yeah, yeah. So I ended up just staying. Um, oh, that's, that's good. So, and, and then you, you're, you're kind of romanced by the idea of repeating, right? I mean, that's another draw. We can do this again. Right. You guys could you're thinking that you could you could actually um, win another championship, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we had a really good team on paper. Yeah. Um, and and uh, my senior year, we ended up winning another one. So it was you did. Worth it. You did. Get yeah. it done. All right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's nice. What, why don't you tell me about, you know, your family, your parents, your siblings, whatever, and their influences on what you do and what you have done? Yeah, definitely. So, uh, so my parents uh, worked together growing up. They uh, they were in the restaurant world, restaurant franchising okay. world. Okay. And um, so a lot of our dinner. Any brands I would know? Any brands as an audience we would know? Yeah. So they they got my my so my, my parents started a uh, a smoothie uh, brand. My dad was kind of a surf bum over in California. And, uh, I mean, true, like living out of his car and just all he wanted to do was surf all day. And so he finally, I could see him in Santa Cruz somewhere, but you know. <laughs> yeah, so he, yeah, he, uh, he, you know, one day was like, I, I got to start, you know, making a little bit of money. And so he started yeah. selling smoothies on the beach Okay. and the story is lo a lot longer and I'll kind of cut to the chase, but he eventually turned that into a kind of a brick and mortar, like traditional smoothie shop. And uh, got connected to um, kind of just good luck bumping into the right people, um, mm -hmm. somebody that wanted to scale it. So um, he ended up putting those, uh, it's called uh, Surf City Squeeze, oh, putting okay. those into uh, a lot of gyms. So like before gyms were uh, were, were kind of known for having juice bars, he That's was right. putting those yeah. smoothie shops in, uh, in like Bally's Fitness and those kind of concepts. So um that turned into, uh, again, another, you know, lucky introduction, um, a guy that wanted to invest into um, other franchise concepts. Um, and so they ended up buying um, 13 different brands over a period of like 30 years, uh, okay. scaling those concepts. And so some of the ones that, that people might know are Cold Stone Creamery, um, oh, Blimpy Subs. Been there, been to Cold Stone. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, and so, um, they, they are now not involved in that business, but so, so my, okay. you know, growing up was constantly talking about, you know, royalties and franchise fees. And yeah. so I, I fell in love with those kind of conversations. I, I, I didn't mm -hmm. know much about the industry until I dove headfirst into it, but. Okay. Um, what was your first job in the industry with you? Yeah, was so it with I, your I parents with or was it an yeah. association? Yeah. Yeah, I worked with uh, with with uh, my parents um, uh, here in Arizona. Okay. And I I always had a a an interest in international business, mm -hmm. and um, so I was kind of balancing between operations, um, a little bit of real estate site selection here and there. Okay. Um, 
and eventually, um, after being there for a few years, uh, went and worked for the master franchisee in uh, Tokyo uh, for Coldstone yeah, Creamery. Oh, and that was that was Coldstone. That 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 was the driver of the Tokyo experience for you. Coldstone, these guys, they had a, a lot of other stuff going on. So they were yeah. a, kind of a consulting company. Um, they had the master franchise rights for Krispy Kreme donuts and Auntie Anne's pretzels as well. Okay. Um, and so all I did food. probably 50, all good food. Yeah, all the all the <laughs> all the yeah the 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 treats for sure. Um, but I, so I did a little bit of that, you know, kind of playing the liaison between the U.S. and, and Japan, and okay. um, which was a lot of fun. And um, but I also got involved in some other, you know, sectors, other other industries, given that they were a consulting company. But it was a wild experience. I was one of two guys that spoke English in the entire company. Um, wow. So I did you learn I, the uh, language? Did you learn the language? While I was there, yeah. yeah so I that, I did tough. like you know, I had a month notice. So I was like cramming on Rosetta stone. So I got like the colors right. down before I left, but, <laughs> Good for you. but, uh, once we, once I got there, I was doing, uh, I was doing school, you know, Japanese classes, like four days a week and I was yeah. fully immersed at the company. So, um, so, so yeah. And I, I taught English, I actually taught English to the employees at the company. So it's kind of so, like a back and forth. Yeah. A little reciprocal <laughs> thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you teach me Japanese, Eric. That's exactly. cool, man. Yeah, uh, that, that is cool. Hey, look, I want to get into some of your your other experiences because it's always interesting to me because I, I, obviously I know the answer to the riddle. I know what you're doing now, but I, I, the journey is so important because you pick up so many pieces on along the way that gives you the platform to do the things you're doing at, at you know, and what you're doing today. Yeah. So. I think the journey is, uh, Barrick, it's uh, uh, so very important. But we're going to take a quick break. Uh, my guest today is Barrick Blackwell. He's the CEO of Zoned uh, Properties. And I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. And Plant Profits is brought to you by Produce Global. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll pick this conversation up, Barrick, uh, just in a short minute here, once we take this Sounds break. Good. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. The Plant Profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit. Only on CannabisRadio.com. Hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits. Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. And my guest today is the COO of Zone Properties, Barrick Blackwell. And, and Barrick has uh, just, uh, you know, started to talk about his journey from a professional career perspective, starting out with, you know, getting the bug from his family and um, the franchise uh 
uh, branded business in the restaurant industry and and um, uh, going to Japan and 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 all of the diversity of experiences he's, he's he received during his stay in Japan, which is really cool. Um, but you kept going after you left Japan. Uh, tell us about that. I mean, you you uh, and, and what what led to you leaving Japan and that organization and moving on to where you ended up? Yeah. So, so, you know, I, um, uh, with, uh, my decision, you know, kind of the crossroads in, in Japan, um, mm. I was there for a couple of years and, um, pull that parachute. You know, a lot of, <laughs> what's that? You, yeah, you pull, pull that yeah, string exactly. on that parachute and said, I got to get it out was, of here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just, I saw that there was kind of the writing on the wall that I was either going to be there for, for a couple yeah. of years, or it was going to be um, much, much longer. I had friends that were there for 10, 20 years. And, and, uh, and so I had a couple projects pulling me back and I decided to, uh, yeah, to, to make that, make that change. So I was ready and I was there with my uh, girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife and oh, cool. we were ready to start our family. And yeah, so yeah. Uh, came back to the U S and, uh, and uh, yeah, started. What'd to, you get into? What did you get into when you came back to the U S? Yeah. Yeah, um, I started to to work with uh, more of the emerging brand sector, so okay. um, smaller concepts in the one to five unit range. Mm-hmm. I was working with uh, a lot of private equity groups that were looking to invest in the space and kind of advising them on um, kind of the the hidden landmines within restaurant organizations. And we would find these concepts, build out standard operating procedures, um, okay. kind of package them up for for growth. Okay. Okay, cool. And you guys, you sold concepts, you built them. Yeah. And, yeah. And we would flip buy them, them and, yeah. and, and, and sell them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was doing that for a few years, you know, prior to, to joining zone then, um, you know, COVID definitely threw a wrench into a few of our growth plans, but we, we made a lot of, a lot of headway with a few of our concepts and, um, you know, happy about uh, where they're at today. A lot of them um, are now, yeah, are now in the you know twenty units under development phase, which is okay. a big a big jump. Yeah, that is a that is a big jump. Let's talk at a let's talk about the pandemic, because yep. I mean, it, it, in a hurricane, you're you were at the eye, man. You were <laughs> you were ground zero. You oh, know, yeah. QSR, quick serve restaurant franchises, right? Yep. And 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 people locked up in their homes. Um, so. How did you survive? What did you, what happened? Yeah, man, that's a, that's a tough question. Um, you know, we, we, so at the time I was heavily involved in a breakfast concept here in Arizona um, okay. that we had, we had bought with a group and uh, we're getting ready to scale it. Uh, we had three units going into COVID um, yeah. and we had just sold uh, a franchise contract for the state of Michigan for, I think it was 15 units. Um, so we were, we were humming, we were like, we were moving, things were, were churning. We had our best year, you know, ever the the year before. And, uh, and yeah, it just, you know, it, it was, it was really almost like looking back, it happened so fast and it was was like in a, in a blur, but like when we were in it, that year felt like 10, (laughs) um, yeah. And, you know, I get I, it. being it. heavily involved in all of our stores were owned by us. Um, okay. So I was there every day and it was mm-hmm. a, um, 
you know, our, our, our main goal was just making sure that our employees and our customers were safe. So mm-hmm. really taking a lot of guidance from the city and the state on what we should be doing. And, you know, we, we made a lot of changes ahead of even what uh, we were mandated to do in terms of masks sure. and, and distancing. So we were kind of ahead of the curve there. And, um, you know, we didn't have, uh, you know, uh, any, any sort of outbreak within our restaurant, within our four walls. And, that's it was beautiful. it was just a really tough thing, you know. You kind of have to put the business aside, um, right. and and uh, you know, kind of do do what you need to do, be a steward of the community. And so we were doing a lot of things like delivering food to hospitals, and mm-hmm. um, you know, really making sure that everybody around us was um, getting the support they needed during that time. Yeah. Now that's what did you learn? You know, everybody I talked to, especially and 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 spots in the economy that got hit like your 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 particular uh part of the environment did uh that you learn something that you can use moving forward that is it's going to be very helpful and and it's going to make you more successful what was that for you guys and you yeah i mean i think the uh you know the root um learning experience for us was really in, uh, and we had this in our core values before, but even more so just drilling at home that people come first, you know? So like I said, Mm -hmm. our employees, um, our customers, the community, um, and which is great because it's, it's a, it's a core value of ours. It's zoned as well, but, um, you know, really just amplified that for me that that we need to be people first and Mm -hmm. have empathy and everyone's going through a different situation and um so we we did a lot um of really creative things for again for our employees and sure that uh that everybody was um um getting through it as best as they could you know it was Mm -hmm. it was tough being you know on, on my side where i was the i was kind of the middleman between these these young, uh, mm-hmm. hourly workers and mm-hmm. a pretty large private equity firm. <laughs> so <laughs> having those kind of conversations with a private equity firm saying like, look, we need to keep all of our employees on during this that, time. That, that, well, you've that been on both sides of that conversation <laughs> and you know so, what you are about to walk into. <laughs> but, but I'm really happy to say that they made the right decision too. You know, we, yeah. we were able to keep, um, almost all of them through the entire time. And, Okay. Sure, we had support from the the PPP and all that, but um, at at the end of the day, you know that PPP only lasts so long, and, right. and so you have to start making real decisions. And so, yeah, um, yeah that would be. I, my I, I take it you're talking about Daily Jam. Is that yes? Yeah, yeah Daily Jam. So yeah. tell us about that because right now I would imagine you're on the other side of some of those things, and and uh, uh, some of the uh, opportunities are reappearing. They are. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, with, with daily jam, you know, we're a breakfast, brunch and lunch concept, okay. um, based here in Arizona and, um, you know, smaller footprints of 3000 square feet, roughly more fast uh-huh. casual. So you place an order at the counter and, and sit down with a, with a number, okay. um, really high quality food, scratch ingredients and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, yeah, so as bad as 2020 was, 2021 from a sales perspective yeah. is, is going to be the best year we've ever had. And oh, I'm not congrats. affiliated with the brand anymore, but 
Okay. Um, but uh, you know, I still, I still, you know, text those guys and ask them how how it's going, and uh-huh. um, you know, they uh, they're having a really, really strong, strong year. So I think it's just a combination of pent up demand. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are ready to get out and about, um, mm-hmm. and and so it's it's a good thing for for just retail in general and the mm-hmm. economy. But um, yeah, really strong comeback for sure, at least in in that tiny sector. No, that's that's cool. I would imagine, Barrett, that in, in your experiences, I mean, starting out, you know, with your family and 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 having the vast experience that you have, that real estate has always been part of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, with with restaurants, it's mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's location, 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 right? right. So, um, especially when we were dealing with franchisees back at uh, in the Cold Stone days, it was. Um, constantly a conversation whether somebody was starting their first location and we were assisting um, with the site selection there um, and we had some guidelines and some SOPs around you know what to look out for etc but right. uh, or it was somebody transferring so like somebody that wanted to move their location yeah real estate always uh, a major piece of the conversation how to structure leases um, you know what should be in, included in those leases all that stuff uh, was important so well, that's great because uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about zone properties. My guest today, Barrick Blackwell, is the CEO of Zone Properties. It's really um, coming to the service of highly regulated industries, including uh, cannabis. So I'm looking forward to that. On the other side of this break, we'll do that, Barrick. Thank you. Plant Profits will return so our sponsors can profit from these messages. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. The plant profits are back to lead the pursuit of the promised land of plant profit only on cannabisradio.com. Well, hey, welcome back, everyone. I'm Vern Davis. I'm your host of Plant Profits, and Plant Profits is brought to you by Protus Global. My guest today is the Chief Operating Officer of Zone Properties, Barrick Blackwell. And when we took the break, we were just talking about how his vast experience in QSR and franchise operations uh, across the globe, basically, uh, really is is, uh, made sure that he is prepared for a real estate conversation of any proportion because that's his conversations always about where, what location to put said property, et cetera. And he is now working with an organization called Zone Properties that is really specialized, highly specialized in working with highly regulated industries, including cannabis. So Barrick, how did Zone Properties come about? Tell, tell us the story. 
Yeah, so Zone Properties has been um, been around for about eight years, um, and uh, you hit the nail on the head. So we're a strategic real estate development firm, um, uh, really focused in in highly regulated, highly complex industries. Okay. So right now, you know, ninety nine percent of our business is in okay. the cannabis space. Um, now, a few of our, our main our main verticals um, are. Um, brokerage. So we do assist in transactions between buyers and sellers. Um, And I'll get into what's complex about cannabis real estate in a second, but um, the second vertical is advisory services. So we do a lot of advisory or consulting work with operators who are trying to navigate the labyrinth that is cannabis real estate um, and and, and all the different uh, variables there. Um, and our third vertical is we have a portfolio of properties ourselves that we um, have have acquired and are leasing out to cannabis operators. So, you know, what's complex about cannabis yeah, real what estate? Makes it, what makes it special that creates a value proposition for you guys in the space? Yeah, um, you know, it's it's a it's a lot of things, but to boil it down, um, you know, all the states that have passed some sort some form of legalization have their own programs. Um, typically structured around the licensing. Um, What trickles down from that is all of the local municipalities and local counties have decisions to make about where they're going to put these things. Where are they going to put the cultivation sites? Where are they going to put the retail sites? That's up to them. And in a lot of cases, this is the first time they're even saying the word cannabis or marijuana. So, so um, in some cases, like we're seeing in New Jersey, there's opt-in, opt-out clauses mm-hmm. um, where they can literally just say, you know, not, not, uh, not happening here. Um, in other cases, they, they create really complex zoning code um, and ordinances that make it difficult um, or, or, or hindrance to operators um, trying to find sites that will be permitted for, mm-hmm. for cannabis. So uh, what we do is um, we have uh, created a lot of relationships with local planning offices. We have mm-hmm. a set of standard operating procedures that we operate under um, that clear that clutter and um, you know navigate that complexity um, to be able to find sites uh, that are not only permittable, but are also good real estate decisions um, fundamentally. So there's... Um, a few other variables that go into it as it relates to finding um, sites. If you're going to lease a site, um, you have to find a landlord that's okay with um, having a federally illegal product in their building. Mm-hmm. Um, the building mm-hmm. can't have any FDIC insured debt on it. Um, so there, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot more that goes into it than putting a cold stone in a mall. <laughs> it's basically, yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> How you start out with ice yeah. cream and end up with with cannabis? But yeah, they're um, kind of they're kind of tangentially uh, related, though, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a connection. Um, so you, you you know, uh, so the the place the building has got to be federal free, basically. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So there's so you can't yeah, touch not- the federal government any any way. Yeah. And so you might find the perfect location that yeah. is in a green zone, quote unquote, that's in okay. a zone that's 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 permittable. Um, okay. And in most in most cases with a municipality or a county, you have to go to them and get a conditional use permit or a special use permit. So you're presenting to them your mm-hmm. case, basically, and they have to stamp it for approval. So you're going through all that. And then, you know, you could bump into a landlord if you're going to lease the site that says, mm-hmm. no, I don't want to do this or I can't because I have a partner that, yes. 
Yeah. So you go figure this out. Well, That's man, what man. you guys do. For, for your clients. Yes. And, and who are you, when we say cannabis, that's a broad word, but who are, who are you finding that are really the folks in need? Yeah, I mean, it's really um, any any operator. Um, so we okay. work with uh, the full spectrum. So um, single state operators, multi-state operators. Exactly, yep. Mm -hmm. um, so so cultivators, uh, manufacturers, mm -hmm. that's right. um, retailers, all of the above. Mm -hmm. And, um, and we're, we're, we're definitely, we have a lot going on in Arizona at the moment, um, with, uh, us just passed passing adult use in November. Um, but we are uh, moving into other States as well. So New Mexico, kind of the central Southern States. So, okay. uh, Mississippi is a focus of ours, uh, New Mexico, like I said, Oklahoma, there's a lot mm -hmm. of transferring going on there. Um, Virginia coming online in the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. um, and then eventually Texas will be a strong focus of ours as well. So um, we are doing some work in the New Jersey, New York area. Um, and uh, yeah. So you kind of, you're spreading your wings a little bit. When you get to Texas, call me. I got something for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. All yeah. Right. Sounds good. Uh, but um, yeah, so that's, that's cool. Now, <clears throat> The unique challenges are there. So what are you guys fighting for? Meaning, <clears throat> are there a lot of companies like yours consulting? you basically consulting the industry and your real estate, uh, piece of their real estate arm. Uh, you find competitors? Are you finding that like in Arizona, you're there, you, you guys are on the phone and you're seeing people and you're running into folks that beat you there and then how do you win? Sure. Yeah. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of the operators try to do it themselves, um, which is a, a really, you know, time consuming, expensive process. If you don't know what you're doing or if you are doing it by yourself and don't have a team to support you. So yeah. what we typically do is we bolt on to their brain trust. So okay. our experts, you know, you know, uh, stack on to their team and, Okay. Um, we can expedite things much quicker. Um, what I didn't mention on the intro about zoned is we have a couple of investments we've recently made into kind of real estate adjacent ancillary services. You know, one of them is a property technology uh, company that is, uh, basically using artificial intelligence to identify green zone properties much faster and, and cut through, um, that initial learning curve. So we're able to oh, nice. find sites much faster. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So tapping into that. Um, and then we also have a, uh, a just, just real quick, a dispensary mm -hmm. franchise concept that we're developing. So okay. um, we, we've made the investment into that management team and uh, it's called Open Door Dispensaries, um, D-O-R. And uh, we are looking at all these products as a way to mitigate the risk on the real estate. So one common thing we, we hear from landlords is I don't want a, a pot shop in my property. Well, <laughs> if they tag on to a franchise concept where there's a set of SOPs, there's a really strong management team, there's a clean brand. Um, a lot of times they, they will change that tone. But um, real, so going back to your question, there are, there are some people in the real estate space getting into it, some of the bigger brokerage houses. Sure. But again, there is so much complexity to it unless you've done it for years like we have yeah uh th there's there's gonna be a long time for them to catch up 
So it's so it's, it's a big um, barrier to entry to your competitive set, and and um, yeah, well, that's, that's that's always good. That's 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 key to success. That's one and of it's the changing keys to success. Every, yeah, and it's changing every day, right? I mean, like, yeah. so we're keeping our finger on the pulse on markets that are having zero conversations about legalization, um, right. and and trying to stay ahead of the curve. And so, like states like Virginia mm-hmm. that are still years out. Um, we're mm-hmm. starting to plant some seeds there, no pun intended, and yeah. and really, you know, really, um, you know, establish um, that knowledge base. And um, even in Arizona, I mean, there are still local cities and, and municipalities that haven't updated ordinance to reflect adult use. So, okay. I mean, they- yeah. So, so Barrick, are you guys political at all? Yeah, we're not uh, registered lobbyists uh, mm-hmm. by any means, but the one thing that we do do is we have a really f- uh, community-focused, um, you know, energy about us. So sure. in a lot of cases, like I said, these local planning offices, this is the first time they're dealing with this product or this type of an industry. So uh, we do a lot of educational stuff where we'll go in and, and kind of be that that uh, um, they, they can lean on us for information mm-hmm. and we can explain the economic impacts of, of, you know, what goes on, what other cities and towns have done across the country, nice. but we're not lobbying by any means um, um, as it relates to that. We're not, we're getting involved in the pol- political side. Okay. Okay. Great. No, that's good. That's good, man. I really appreciate you being here today. You know, uh, zone properties and what you guys are doing is so, is so necessary. Real estate is so important in the cannabis game. Yeah, I mean it's it's agriculture, right? So yeah. it's 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 a it's a big deal because you got the the agriculture and then you have so you need you need real estate for that. You have dispensaries, stores. You need real estate for that. Everything uh, revolves around location. So it, it's a natural from where you came from to what you're doing today. And hey, brother, good luck into that. And and I, I know you're going to be busier than you've ever been before. <laughs> um, you know, it is, it is, you know, states are coming on. Like you said, people, even states that are recreational are not open yet completely. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's, there's just tons of opportunity and I'm sure lots of conversations uh, to be had. I really want to thank you. My guest today was... Barrick Blackwell, and Barrick is the COO of Zone Properties. Thank you very much for for, uh, being our guest today, uh, Barrick. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on Plant Profits. I'm your host, uh, Vern Davis, and I want you all to know, please go and download episodes of Plant Profits by going to CannabisRadio.com, who's our partner in this adventure, and they've been awesome to work with. Or subscribe to the show on all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, iHeart, just anywhere you get your podcast fix. We are there with Plant Profits. Download us. Follow Produce Global on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, all social media sites, Twitter, and learn more about how we are building companies uh, as an organization and how we are changing people's lives Every day, protisglobal.com, P-R-O-T-I-S, global.com. And to our next time, I'm Vern Davis, your host of Plant Profits. Cheers. That's a wrap. Yeah. All right, we made it bumpy, but. (laughs) (laughs) But you made it smooth, brother. Thank you. All right, yeah. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Vern. Thanks, guys. We'll keep a watch out. Thank you. All right, yeah. 
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.